Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our word is from the gospel reading this morning, especially those words at the end of where Jesus speaks to Thomas. And he says, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Dear friends, our senses that God gives us and he works in us, as we confess in Luther's explanation to the Apostles' Creed, our senses are blessings of God for us. Seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, these are all we might speak of as windows to our world. They enable us to do many necessary and enjoyable things. You can read when you can see. You can read a book. You can look and work on the computer. You can watch a movie. You can enjoy the scenery on a drive. Seeing enables us to read and to study the Bible. And so that is a blessing for which we thank God. But we have to say, especially now in the light of what Jesus says, that seeing is not everything. A key principle of Christianity, isn't it, that faith is essential to take hold of the benefits of Jesus and of the gospel. Faith alone is a key principle that Lutherans emphasize. We believe and teach that faith is infinitely more important and valuable to God than even that gift of seeing. My point this morning is that your faith in God is the most precious thing that you can have. This morning, we are turn again to this account of Jesus on the day of his resurrection when he appeared to his disciples after his resurrection. And it's important to point out that, first of all, Jesus did appear to his disciples. He wanted them to see him alive. And the term used in the gospel reading emphasizes this, where Jesus, it says, showed them his hands and his side and his feet. The word there, showed, he showed them. That speaks of a deliberate demonstration, a visual show and tell, so to speak, that Jesus had truly risen from the dead. And so Jesus wants to point out that God's acts of love were real historical events, a historical reality, something that can be seen. Jesus truly was conceived in his the mother, Mary. He did many acts of love as he exercised his office as the Christ. He showed his real help to the real needs of people by giving them sight, by healing them, 
and helping their, in their various bodily needs. And all of these showed that he was the promised Messiah. Jesus really died on the cross. Just as we are real human beings with flesh and blood, and just as sin has about it the real historical facts that results in ruined lives and consequences that hurt people, so Jesus became our true substitute to take our sin upon himself where he died in our place. And his flesh and blood really rose from the dead in victory over our sin and death and separation from God. He gives us a real victory over sin and death. And then he chose 12 men, his apostles, to be witnesses to his life and his death and resurrection. Through their witness, God speaks the good news. So John declared, that which we have seen and which we have, um, which, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and touched with our hands, we proclaim to you. Jesus appearing to his disciples was a real, an important part of his resurrection. But then the account of Thomas is given so that we might believe it. Thomas, it seems, resisted, resisted believing, even though he had seen. It wasn't enough for the ten disciples, or yes, it was at this time the ten disciples, his chosen disciples, to claim, we have seen the Lord. Thomas said, unless I see with my eyes, I will not believe. He was emphatic. He was resolute. And then Jesus appeared to them and to Thomas, and he showed them his hands and his side. And all of this was a part of his grace where he revealed himself visibly to his chosen apostles. And then, according to that same grace, their witness was to be sufficient, sufficient for us to have the crucified and risen Christ declared to us so that we too might believe Jesus truly rose. Let's not doubt that, but believe it. There's no shortage of people who follow the same pattern, the same position of Thomas. In fact, there's, I believe, something of Thomas in everyone, in all of us. We should not be too quick to point our finger at that doubting Thomas and say, I'm not like that. Because we all have that sinful human nature that resists faith, that does not discern the things of the Spirit of God. Human nature looks for proof, visible proof that Jesus is truly alive and that everything he claimed and proclaimed is true. And then human nature still doesn't believe it, even when the visible evidence might be presented. In fact, 
Can we ever say that anyone is a believer by nature? No. No one is or can be a believer without that precious miracle of the Holy Spirit to work faith in a person's heart. Do we look for some proof, some proof for the claims of Jesus? For example, Scripture says that sin requires its payment and that also that payment has been made through Jesus on the cross. Now, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. These are claims of the gospel. But do we doubt it when we don't see the immediate benefits, the visible proof that all of these promises are true? So Jesus said to Thomas, Have you believed because you have seen me? Notice the English Standard Version, the version that we use, puts this in the form of a question, as though even seeing didn't really create or bring about that living faith that we spoke of in Thomas. The key lesson for us is in Jesus' statement, blessed are those not seeing but believing. It's important to point out, yes, that Jesus' resurrection was real. That object of faith is a living object, Jesus, our Savior, a living God. And, the, and it's also important to point out the absolute importance of believing in that resurrection. It's not a dead thing, but a living thing, this faith that clings to and receives the benefit of Jesus. That living faith does not come from seeing. There is another sense that's involved essentially in believing this act of faith. And that's the sense, what, of hearing. Faith comes through hearing and hearing the word of Christ. Jesus said, blessed are those not seeing and yet believing. It's interesting to me that that word blessed, it's the same word that Jesus used in his Sermon on the Mount where Jesus spoke of the many various bad circumstances that his disciples would experience that they might see which we would not associate with being blessed or blessed. But he calls his disciples blessed because of what they nevertheless have through their faith in Jesus Christ. Blessed speaks of being truly fortunate, truly well off, to, of being recipients of God's blessing. Contrary to what might be seen, Jesus puts the highest value on believing. He says, I forgive you. He says, I love you. He says, I will be with you to the end of the age. Faith simply hears that word of the Lord and trusts it. 
and so is filled with the joy of it. Consider the blessing, the blessedness of the resurrection of Jesus. What is the first thing that Jesus said to his disciples when he appeared to them? He said, peace to you. Peace, that's the blessing, the promise that comes through Jesus on the cross and his resurrection. What is that peace? Is it about having everything going well for us in this world so that we don't experience troubles or conflict or hardship? Is this the kind of peace where God's people have an easy time of it in the world? His peace is the benefit of what Jesus did on the cross. He paid for the sins of the world. He reconciled God to the world. Peace is about that state of God's heart toward us because sin has been removed. He won forgiveness. Now there is peace. Even before there is faith, even before we believe, His peace is spoken and given. And in fact, that promise is what creates the faith, that living faith. But that peace can only be grasped by faith, the hand that receives God's gift. What we see so often counters and disturbs that peace. Think of what we so prominently see in this world. We see sin. We see the selfish behaviors of others. We see the pride which is all too visible. We see resentment when people don't get their way. We see our own sin on a daily basis. As David said, my sin is always before me. What we see is, is it more often snatches peace away from us as we are in these bodies of sin. We see and we feel a reality of things that, that is other than God's peace. But faith clings to a different reality. Faith humbly confesses the sin and then trusts in the cleansing that comes through Jesus' work for us. Nothing in my hands I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. That's a living faith. That is what is seen. What is seen brings us down, but what is believed, faith receives Jesus' works that lifts us up. Blessed are those not seeing, but believing. What we see so often, in fact, inevitably, what we see is the reality of that enemy, death. The body declines, our bodies cease, and we breathe our last. We see the pain and the humility of the body that stops breathing, that stops living. We see the remains that are put in the casket and put away in the darkness of the grave. The remains of Abraham and Peter and Paul and of all the saints who have gone before us are now 
dust. Where is the peace in that? Where is the blessedness in that? But faith doesn't see that. Faith doesn't look at that. Faith believes and receives with joy the word of the Lord who said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever lives and, lives and believes in me will never die. And then Jesus asked Martha, do you believe this? You see, that word of our Lord changes our reality. Yes, we reverently and lovingly commit the body of our loved ones and someday ourselves to the grave in the hope of the resurrection. But it's a living hope. We also trust his word. Precious is the death of those who die in the Lord. He is not a God of the dead, but of the living. And so we find peace in that word of our Lord that our loved ones, like the thief on the cross beside Jesus, whom Jesus said, Today you will be with me in paradise. How blessed is your faith that does not focus on what is seen, but on what is not seen. Blessed are those believing. What we see in this world, another thing, is the power of the devil. More and more, is, as this world moves towards the end time, it seems that the devil is becoming more visible. Spiritual and physical manifestations are popping up that challenge faith in Jesus and trust in Jesus. That's the devil's stock and trade. The devil is trying in every way he can to disrupt that faith and to prevent people from hearing the word of God and to snatch that seed of faith from people's hearts. John writes in Revelation that the devil will deceive the nations with many deceiving wonders. Watch out. Those who put stock in what is seen are opening themselves up to being deceived by the devil. But how blessed we are who are not led astray by our seeing because we believe and we cling to what we do not see. This is the victory that overcomes the world, John writes, even our faith. If we depend on what we see, we will be disappointed. We will be discouraged. We will be, yes, defeated. Seeing is indeed a valuable gift of God, a blessing of God, but believing is infinitely more valuable, infinitely more precious because that is the means by which God gives us eternal life. It's the means by which God keeps us in his hand with joy and hope and every spiritual blessing. Jesus says, blessed. How precious is the faith that God has blessed us to have. It is a living faith. It is a living hope. What a wonderful miracle that is, that our Lord works in us simply by his gracious word to believe in him 
and have what he gives. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.